0: Pouch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I've had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey. As well as some solo episodes from me, I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I have Sarah Patterson on the podcast. Sarah is a naturopath who is really, really passionate about helping female entrepreneurs turn their overwhelm and stress into calm energy and clarity so that they can have the business that they love, but also the health and the fun as well. I've been through my own journey on health and juggling business with that. And so Sarah really does share some practical ways that you can identify when you may have stress in the body and how you can use her three key steps to reducing stress, reducing overwhelm, and hopefully avoiding that burnout. So let's jump into the episode. She has so much to share, so let's do it. So, hey sarah thank you so much for joining me on couch Chats today
1: thank you so much for having me so happy to be here now i'm excited
0: to chat with you because i've been at burnout i've had hormonal challenges you know i've had all of the things that you teach how to avoid so i'm really really excited because i've been on my own health journey and really prioritizing all of these things in the last one to two years. But to be honest, before that, I wasn't the best at it. So I'm excited to hopefully share your message with people before they get to those points, because I ended up with, you know, adrenal fatigue in my first year of business. I wasn't eating really because I was just too busy Well, you know, we think we're too busy. So (laughs) I was prioritizing everything over my health. And so I now understand how important that is and how it literally shows up everywhere. And, you know, sometimes even our bodies can trick us. You know, we think we're not tired or we're not stressed, but things are showing up. So I really am so excited to chat about this topic. It's something that I'm really excited to learn more about and, and passionate about as well. So to start with... Please share with us. I guess how you got into this. How did you get passionate about it? Where did it all start?
1: Wow, doozy of a question. So, for me as an naturopath, I used to niche in a whole bunch of other fields of hormones, gut, acne, all these things. And like you, in my first year of business, I hit burnout hard and. I think for me, because I still had that naturopathic knowledge, like, and I knew to eat and I knew to sleep, but I pushed my boundaries of how much my body could cope with and handle. Like I knew, okay, health is important. These things to keep me alive. I need these things, but I forgot about surviving and thriving. So, yeah, I wasn't paralyzed in bed, but I wasn't coping well at all. So, Really, for me, my burnout really stretched out over the space of a six-month burnout, where it was just waking up feeling so overwhelmed and stressed and scared, and feeling just anxious from the moment I open my. I can keep pushing. Through through. I can keep doing this because at the time business was the most important, you know, I thought, okay, my health will keep me alive. Like I'm a human being. I'm, as long as I'm eating food, I'm not going to die. So I put all my energy into my business and I'd work ridiculous hours from basically 7am to 2am, seven days a week, pretty much for about six months straight. I didn't take breaks. I didn't really see other people. And I pushed myself to the limit And I just kept pushing through because I knew, oh, there'd be this light at the end of the tunnel. And as soon as I get to that light, everything will be so much easier. And business is supposed to be hard work and you're supposed to hustle and you're supposed to do all these things to be successful. So I was like, Sarah, to suck it up, this is business. You can cope. But I pushed myself so much that I basically got to the point of, yes, burnout, where I was just so physically exhausted. I couldn't think straight. I could hardly move my body. I felt like a walking zombie all the time. And to pull a word out of my head, it felt like it was having to come through this thick gray sludge and use so much mental energy just to choose one word in response to a client. But my breaking point, like I kept surviving through that, my breaking point came when, I sat on the couch at the end of a day that was just a really crappy day and my dog jumped up onto the couch with me, came to cuddle and I felt nothing. I didn't feel unconditional love. I didn't feel happiness. I just felt nothing. And it was at that moment of like, like my dogs in my life to be like, I, the fact I don't even feel love for her right now scared the living crap out of me. Yeah, wow. I was like, this isn't healthy. I don't count this as being alive. I'm definitely not surviving. I'm definitely not thriving. And I was like, no, this is more important to me than having a successful business right now. And if people looked on the outside, they'd see me and be like, wow, Sarah, you're doing so great. You've got so many clients. Your business is so successful. It's all these wonderful things. But my personal life and my emotional and health was just completely down the crapper and it was really, really crap. So from that moment, again, I am so fortunate and I'm so grateful for the fact I'm an naturopath and everything that I've done that I got out of burnout within two weeks. So I knew exactly what I needed to do. I had the right herbs. Like I could jumpstart my adrenals and my brain and my health really, really quickly and I was back to feeling amazing. But for me, it was then like, how do I do business now that doesn't result in burnout? And it was fearing out that new channel and realized that I'd had so many clients and I'd see so many business friends and just people out in the world being like, oh, I'm feeling really overwhelmed or I'm seeing so many people in burnout to be like, one, I've been through it. But to know that you now don't have to sacrifice your health to have a successful business. Like number one, health is something that it's not a luxury. It does need to be prioritized. Because it's not just keeping you alive, but it will give you the energy and juice to actually run a successful business and have a life that you really love at the same time. So having good health is so important for our emotional and our mental well-being to be able to cope with everything in the world, but also the fact that you don't need to sacrifice it. And I have now created and found ways that, okay, I can run a business that is successful, that isn't hustling, that isn't hitting the ground running, that's not grinding away that is successful, but also prioritizes my health. My health is amazing. My business is more successful than ever. And I actually have a life that I love. Like I spend about three hours down at the beach every single day and I wouldn't change my current life for the world. So it's that mission that you do not have to burn out. If you want a business, you can have both. You can have great health and you can have a really amazing business and life at the same time.
0: Oh, that is so, so important. And that is something that I speak about all the time as well. But I'm excited now to jump into something a little bit more practical, I guess. So, you know, for me, my journey was that I didn't feel tired. I didn't feel stressed. You know, I didn't feel these things, but I had severe acne and I still have, you know, ups and downs of that. And I had gut health and all these things were showing up for me. And I've been on my own health journey as well. So, what are some things that I guess people can look out for or what are the effects that I guess maybe this subconscious stress and hustle can be playing on our bodies?
1: Definitely. So it's like a two-sided prong in that way that a lot of people don't feel physically stressed. Like if I talk to clients and be like, oh, how'd you stress? I was like, oh no, it's fine. Let alone the fact they might've moved house. They might've started a new job. It's like, These things, although you don't perceive yourself as feeling stressed, the body is so stressed right now. And we use stress as a bit of an umbrella term, but basically anytime I say stress, it just means that your stress hormones, cortisol, and adrenaline are being released to keep your body functioning at this high state. If you're relaxed on holiday, they're not going to be showing up because you're relaxed, you're calm, your body doesn't need them. But anytime that something's pushing you under the bridge, so it's so sort of like anything that's sort of out of the norm, you will have a stress hormone and ways that this can manifest to know that, okay, maybe my stress hormones, cause of an adrenaline are getting too high and starting to impact my health. So they're not good stress anymore. They're actually turning into bad stress is yes. If you're feeling perceived stress, amazing. You have the easiest red flag to ever look out for to know to calm down. The other aspects is you've obviously then got other thought-based processes. So you might be feeling more overwhelmed or you might start to feel like you're a bit more highly strung. So you might be like, go, 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 but it feels like you can't sit or slow down. Like the idea of sitting on the couch just feels antsy and you like, you can't sit still. You've got to keep going. You can't relax. You got way too much adrenaline flooding in your body right now.
0: <laughs> I'm laughing because whenever I used to go to like yoga a few years ago, I would almost like cancel every class because it made me feel more stressed to be in there and not like actioning the stuff than it would to go. Whereas now I love it and it's like such a vast difference, but I didn't realize that that was stress. I was like, no, no, no. I've just got too many things to do and they're they're more important than yoga right now, but Being in that yoga room without my phone, without being able to reply to someone for one hour, used to like send me through the roof. So I love that you shared that because we wouldn't necessarily see that as our stress hormones causing that.
1: No, even that concept that I have all this other stuff to do, like if your mind is going and you can't sit there quite content, your stress hormone is flooding your body right now. If your mind is scattered all over the place, you feel like there's other things you need to be doing, you have a long to-do list, your body is flooding you with stress because it thinks, well, you need the juice to get through all this stuff. So here, have it all. So any of that high functioning, high performance, you are flooded with so much cortisol and stress, which can be great in short bursts to get the job done if you have a deadline or something that really needs immediate attention, but not when it's ongoing one of the first symptoms that will pop up is that what I call like wiry energy in the body, where yes, meditation, sitting down and journaling, deep breathing, they do not work for you. You need movement activities. And I often say, do more of the hardcore yoga. Do the Bikram or Hatha, something that's constantly punishing your body with that flow or walks or anything. Your body needs to be moving to get adrenaline out of your body. Unfortunately, our body hasn't quite biologically advanced enough to recognize the difference between not stepping in front of a moving car and flooding you with adrenaline to save your life or just having a big to-do list so it's like yeah here's a bunch of adrenaline you need your senses heightened. you need to be able to hear things you need to be able to smell things you need to be hyper aware when in fact if you just got a big to-do list no you don't because you're just doing
0: yoga or you're relaxing so as business owners we often think it's like everyone's going to die if we don't do it you know but it's like such a misconception
1: things can wait they can (laughs) and we don't have to put this pressure on ourselves no not at all and it's the easiest symptom to recognize so the wiry energy will come way 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 before the fatigue ever kicks in you're getting the fatigue we're way too close to burnout by that stage and the stress is quite far gone that your adrenals have taken quite a toll and they'll need a bit of nourishment to come back but a few other symptoms that people can look out for that might not be aware of is frustration or irritation and snapping. So if you're snapping at your kids, you're snapping at your partner, cortisol is your angry hormone. Anytime it's up, your patience and tolerance will be so, so low. So if something small sets you off, you're a bit too highly strong in that moment as well. The other side effects that can kick in are things like definitely impacting your gut, so number one will be loose stools. So you have more like pruned to diarrhea, butterflies in the tummy. Again, evolutional advantage. We want to make our bodies as light as possible to run away from the lion. So to we'll get rid of all the crap in your gut. And then if it's a bit more long-term, you'll get more of like the constipation, bloating, sluggishness kicking in. Other symptoms are feeling run down. So if you're really easily getting sick, your stress has been up for a bit too long. And the other huge one that can show up is libido goes out the window. You might not feel your libido rearing at all, or it might be really sparse of like once a week, once every two weeks. Because again, anytime you are stressed, it does not encourage you to ovulate because when you're stressed, that is not a safe time to fall pregnant. So your libido will be turned off and your ovulation will be turned off, which means you're not making your nourishing estrogen and progesterone to protect your skin from not getting acne, to be able to have a healthy cycle that isn't painful not heavy and basically PMS and symptomatic free. Like your bleed should just come without you really knowing, be really gentle and easy and then go. And to be honest, any symptom that shows up in the body, whether it's a bit of pain or anything out of the ordinary that doesn't make you feel healthy and good, stress will 100% be the root cause of everything because our stress hormones are great in a survival moment, but they are not great when they're constantly being released long-term like cortisol is damaging to our body so our body eventually does turn it off and make it inactive because it doesn't want that much in that's when fatigue keeps in because cortisol is giving us the energy but as soon as our body turns it off we'll feel tired we'll feel brain foggy and we'll start to feel flat and that's when we know burnouts on the way we've had too much cortisol that your body's like nope Nope, like I can't handle this anymore. You will not survive if you keep having it. So I'm going to make it inactive. And then the fatigue forces you to stop.
0: Yeah, because our bodies are so, so smart. But what are the long-term effects of, I guess, you know, having stress in the body? And like you said, you were able to switch yours around in two weeks. For me, it's taken like a couple of years, like slowly taking it away. And now that you're mentioning all these symptoms I'm like holy shit! i've actually forgot that i used to operate 100 like that if not worse all the time so this is great for me realizing wow actually i've done a lot of great work on this and i'm in a good place now but how does that impact our bodies long term because not everyone can probably turn around in two weeks and be like i'm back i'm here and you know it's a lot of things that i speak about as well mindset and habits and all of those Are probably being wired at the same time as our body creating new normals. So,
1: what is that impact ongoing? Definitely. So, anytime stress has that ongoing release in the body and cortisol and adrenaline just keep pumping out, it's having a long term impact on the body in terms of the longer it's released, the longer your gut will be exposed to it. So, you'll get things like leaky gut, or intestinal permeability. So you'll start reacting to random foods and forming what you think of food intolerances, but it's just stress that has actually damaged your gut, causing it. It leads to things like fertility issues. Because you're not ovulating, you're going to struggle to fall pregnant if this stress isn't addressed earlier on. It can lead to autoimmune conditions. So stress is one of the biggest trigger, triggering the genes that cause your autoimmune condition to actually flare up in the first place. And make you get diagnosed in the first place but more importantly and i suppose what i focus a lot more on is the impact long-term stress has on your adrenals so your adrenal glands being the core stress response in the body but they are what keep your body in a balanced healthy happy state so if something is out of balance your adrenals kick in to release cortisol to get your balance back again but the longer your adrenals keep being hammered by the brain to be like be in a stress response, being a stress response, being a stress response to release all this cortisol and adrenaline ongoing, your adrenals don't have that much juice. Your adrenals are just like the fuel tank in your car. They do not have an infinity amount of supply to just be able to give out everything. They have a certain gauge. And, yeah, you can operate for probably, fit, like I've had clients that have operated over a decade on constantly hammering the adrenals to keep them going. But they, if they keep being more depleted and depleted and depleted, then eventually your adrenals do run empty. And then when they run empty, that's when the whole massive adrenal fatigue can kick in. And usually that forces people to do something about it at that point, because they're like, I can't cope anymore feeling this crappy of number one, being the fatigue will kick in strong. And that is the body's strongest way to try and get you to stop. Number two, the body then goes into that protective mechanism, especially with our minds and everything, to make everything feel numb, to shut your emotions off so that as you've kind of said, like emotions being our anchor, if we stop having that emotional response to things, it's really, really strongly associating that this particular experience, it isn't great. Like you cannot survive right now if you keep going. If you keep pushing your body, You will completely shut down by that point. And so it's the type of thing that if that stress keeps going and nothing is done about it, 100% long-term ramifications are you will hit burnout. And burnout can look different for everyone, but usually it has the element of end-stage burnout is that fatigue, that you are a walking zombie, but it will have mental health impact too, where you'll, you'll still feel anxious and unmotivated and low, but you'll basically feel like this just apathy, numbness, nothing there. And it just takes the light and joy out of the world. Nothing will inspire you. Nothing will like invigorate you. Nothing will entertain you anymore. And life will have this just boring grayness to it entirely. And that is the only way to keep you and your emotions at a lower level, to stop stress pumping out so much, to actually keep you alive. Kind of like going into starvation, hibernation mode, everything just completely flatlines. And it sounds like, oh, yeah, cool. So I'll keep surviving. But your enthusiasm for your business, your enthusiasm for life is just gone. And with that, it's just that constant add-on effect. Luckily, there's very, very, very few instances where long-term stress is not reversible. Our bodies are made to keep us feeling healthy and our bodies are made to keep us thriving really, really well. They just need the right jump starts or the right fuel to actually get it back to where it needs to be. But because your adrenal petrol tank is completely empty and your body's reserves have been depleted, it's like kind of grabbing for whatever grains are left and breadcrumbs are left on the ground to actually operate for you. So you just need to give it the right fuel again and the right oomph again to build up your adrenals and refill up that fuel tank and give your body back the resources it needs. And it will very happily get back to operating at a really great level because it wants to. It wants to ovulate and it wants to feel healthy and it wants your gut to work well. It doesn't want to have to constantly troubleshoot your body just to keep you alive. And the consequence of trying to troubleshoot you is making you feel unhealthy and have symptoms. So it will want to take anything it can get and it will want to feel healthy for you. So you just got to give it the right tools to get there. Amazing. Well.
0: In saying that, what are some tools that people can implement today, whether they're in that stress mode or even just, I think we can always continue to do better and treat ourselves better. So what are a few things that people can implement?
1: Definitely. And I mean, even on that, even if you're not feeling stressed, if you're feeling any symptoms out of balance, take that as your red flag to try and get things back in alignment before It goes too far that it takes more effort to actually get there. But there are some really, really easy basics, which, I mean, as we said in the beginning, when you first run your business, these things aren't important to you. So we just keep hustling and grinding away. And a lot of the fundamentals of our health and well-being completely go by the wayside. Number one being you need to eat. And I mean eating three times a day minimum. So, so many people are either too busy in the morning, they'll skip breakfast or they're too busy in the workday that they end up skipping lunch. A lot of people just function on either two meals or God forbid, one dinner time meal and that is it. So, fuel in terms of the stuff we're getting in food and the blood sugar that we're getting from food is our main fuel source for our bodies to have energy and to be able to function. And especially because our brain uses 60% of the blood sugar that we are consuming from food. So if you're skipping a meal, you're skipping breakfast or you're skipping lunch, your body still needs that blood sugar in order to function. If you're not getting it from food, you have to get it from your stress hormone cortisol because that is what takes all your stored blood sugar out to be able to use. So eating food, not only to keep your stress hormones down, but also to provide the fuel that your body needs and the nutrients your body needs to be able to function in the first place. Like our bodies can't function on thin air. They need nutrients. They need carbs. They need protein. They need fats to make your cells, protect your skin, to make your hormones, to create your energy. They are the building blocks our body needs. So 100%, eat three times a day and it's also what you're eating in those moments. So yeah, if people are really time poor or have perception of being time poor and it's like, oh, breakfast is too hard and I'm just going to grab a banana. Great. Just grab a banana, but food combined. So I always say anchor your food with either like a protein or a fat, but protein's easier. So yeah, okay. Grabbing a banana. Great. Have eight nuts with it. Literally, grab eight peanuts and chuck it with it. eight walnuts or almonds, whatever, grab it with it or have a little tub of yogurt. Like the food doesn't need to go together. It doesn't need to be this perfect meal of like, oh, this meat and this veg and this carb makes a perfect harmony. You just need nutrition. So have your banana, have a tub of yogurt with it, have a tin of tuna with it, have whatever you want. Tuna and banana, that's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit of a weird combo, but hey, if you need it and that's what you want, grab it. But I always say pretty much every meal, anchor with a protein of some sort. Dinner's usually pretty good. We naturally have like some form of meat or something with it. It's usually breakfast and lunch that can slip under the radar and we're either just having toast and it might be like toast with jam on it. Chuck some peanut butter on there. That's a really great protein or have literally a boiled egg on the side or just anything else. Because that protein will keep your blood sugar stable for longer too. So it will stop your stress hormone coming out. But protein is super critical for the health of your body, for absolutely every single function in your body as well. So aside from the food of eating three times a day and having protein with every single food you're eating, there's also sleep. So yes, we can work to a certain extent before we're like, oh, I'm so tired, I must sleep. But our body needs at least seven hours per night, if not more, of sleep to actually recharge the body. But more importantly, it's the hour and a half before midnight. So 10.30 to 12 o'clock is so critical because that is when our brain is processing and analyzing information from the day and storing it in our memory banks so that you actually remember it the next day rather than fretting and panicking to remember it. But it's also the time that your body reduces adrenaline. So if you go to bed after midnight, your adrenaline will stay higher and constantly have that stress impact on your body as well. So you need it that first 10.30 to 12 o'clock to come in. So bedtime, 10.30 latest. I'd always want you to be sleeping way before then. And the third one is in this day and age, I think every single person has this moment that there is an element of stress in the body. And stress isn't just from like busy life. It could be because you've got inflammation in the body. It could be like, like even acne, as you're saying yourself, it's acne is an inflammatory skin condition. That inflammatory skin condition requires cortisol to try and put the inflammation out. So anything in your body out of balance is also a stress response. So unfortunately it's this vicious cycle that you feel stressed, release the stress hormone causes stressful symptoms. Those stressful symptoms also make you release cortisol and the cycle just goes round. Yeah. never ending thing never ending but the easiest way to actually reduce your cortisol and adrenaline to stop that stress cycle is magnesium and in particular magnesium glycinate or bisglycinate so bringing that in anytime you're stressed you'll actually use up the magnesium in your body stored away in the cells it will push it into your blood because you have so much magnesium you then pee it out so you don't even use it but your body's just making it readily available in case you need it in the stressful situation. So the more stressed you feel, the more magnesium you're losing. You actually need magnesium to stop feeling stress though. So your brain needs it to reduce your stress response. So we want the magnesium in there to stop the stress response from happening, reduce your cortisol, reduce your adrenaline and make you actually feel calmer so those stressful symptoms stop popping up and you stop having hormone issues, libido issues, gut issues, feeling run down, feeling cranky, irritated, anxious, and the whole kit and caboodle, basically. So they're definitely the big three that can have a massive impact to make you feel less stressed today. Oh, amazing. And
0: like you said, you know, these are often the things that people put last, but they are honestly the most important because you're not going to be able to do your business well and serve your clients well and grow and, you know, with your relationships and life, just everything is so, so important. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people build businesses that support their lifestyle so that you do have time for that, because I've been there like you and it wasn't fun. And I think those are some really, really awesome practical tips that are pretty easy, but can be challenging when you are in that stressful state. So even just shifting that mindset that health is honestly the most important thing that we have. And your business can
1: wait, your clients can wait, your emails can wait and make time for what matters. A hundred percent. And I think it's that thing where business can wait and everything else can wait. Your health can't, unfortunately, where it won't happily stand by the wayside and wait for you to have time for it it will kick and scream and throw a tantrum to try and get you to pay attention with it with as many symptoms as it can get because it's not happy. And if your body's not in alignment, it will make you feel symptomatic with whatever symptoms show up for you. So definitely, but once you get your health going, everything else is way easier, especially then like bad health is just going to fuel that bad mindset of like, this is so tough. This is so hard. I'm such a failure. If you're feeling energetic and you're feeling good and you're not feeling like all over the place, these tasks are going to be easier. So it's going to be easier to shift those mindset blocks as well because you're going to be able to believe it a lot more rather than feeling like you're pushing a boulder uphill because your body is not cooperating with you at all.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. This was so jam packed and I can't wait for everyone to start feeling better and less stressed. So, where can people find out more about you and reducing their stress?
1: Yeah, so I hang out on Instagram the most. You can find me at Sarah underscore, shell underscore, so C-H-E-L-L-E rather than an actual C-shell. And I share tips and tricks all the time on really easy ways to reduce your cortisol and adrenaline so that you're feeling better now, but really easy ways to prevent them coming up in the first place. So that business and life is so much easier, but 100% that you can avoid burnout because it is not worth it. And it is a horrible place to be. So you don't even want to be like, oh, when I get there, it's okay. No, you don't want burnout because it will put your life to a complete standstill, which is definitely not what you want for your business or your life in general.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and joining me on the podcast today. And I just can't wait for everyone to actually start implementing these.
1: No, perfect. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Sarah shared some really, really awesome tips, so please make sure you do go away and implement them. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tag myself at jesterwilliamson8 and Sarah at Sarah underscore shell with a CH underscore at the end. And we will be sure to share the love right back. As always, please make sure you do leave a review and let us know what you think of this podcast. Have an amazing week.